Alhamdulillah, we have now completed the uh, eighth uh, Tarawih. And basically, uh, two, two surahs have been uh, recited. And in Surah Al-Nafal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the distribution of spoils. And one-fifth to those who deserve to get it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses the distribution of, of Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that how he's going to distribute the uh, booty. And this will be that one, one-fifth Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is utilized for Allah, for the kitten king, and for whomsoever he desires. And the remaining will go to the uh, Mujahideen. The Mujahideen, the soldiers who fought in the, the battle, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stated that the booty will go to them. And this is speciality of the Ummah of Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that in previous times the booty was, was not for the soldiers or the fighters. And it was solely the possession of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the ranks of, the, of those who are pious and then forgiveness, how to seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you do this then the bountiful uh, sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exhorts Muqmineen, the Muslims to jihad. And in fact both of these surahs they exhort Muslims towards jihad and fighting in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this has been done extensively in both of these surahs. And one who flees from the battlefield has been classified by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a coward and the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will descend upon those who flee from the battlefield. And then we have the beginning of the uh, tenth para, wherein one fifth for Allah, uh, for Allah His Rasul, and the poor and the uh, traveller and the orphans. And then uh, the uh, four fifth goes to the Mujahideen, those who fought in the battle. Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says a principle about war that prepare for war like how the opposition is preparing. That means you must prepare fully, properly, carefully and with all the might that they are coming with 
and all the technology and weaponry they, they are coming with, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is stating a principle that we also as Muslims should come with the same amount of technology, advancement and with same amount of force. We should muster up enough force so that we can combat the enemy. So there is no such thing that we should not equip ourselves militarily or we should not advance ourselves militarily. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exhorting Mu'mineen that they should fight. And then the Surah Tawbah that it has been called so because mention of Tawbah that Allah accepted from those who did not take part in the battle of Tabuk. Those Sahaba who did not take part in the battle of Tabuk, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted their forgiveness and forgave them. Therefore this surah is called Surah Tawbah and also this surah is called Surah Bara'ah. In Arabic this means uh, that to absolve, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has absolved and Rasul sallallahu has absolved themselves from the attitude and from the affairs of the Kufar and Mushrikeen. Then we've got a light. Then declaration all mushrikis banned from entering into haram and from performing tawaf naked has been expressed in this surah. And do not even uh, uh, become very close to your relatives and do not take them as friends, especially the kuffar and the mushrikeen. And then that beware of the munafikeen in jihad, because the munafikeen always let down the Nabi Akram like especially in the battle of Uhud. In the battle of Uhud, that Nabi Akram when he was decided to go to Uhud, then there is a masjid on uh, Sayyid Shuhada Road, it's called Masjid Mustara. That was the Mustara, the Akram Salaam went there and he rested. Mustara in Arabic means a place of resting. So before he went to Uhud, he rested there. And 300 Munafikeen, they deserted him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to Nabi Akram Salaam that be careful, these Munafikeen, you cannot trust them. Allah also forbade Rasul Salaam from performing Salat of the Munafikeen. That do not stand by the, their graves and do not uh, uh, perform salat and janazah for them even if you want to, even if you seek forgiveness for, from them 70 times, then uh, there will be no forgiveness for them. Here we must understand something, that when a kafir or mushri dies, then no matter how good we may think that kafir or mushrik is, as Muslims we cannot pray for them, we cannot make dua for them. That sooner or later you will find in our country that some person may die and the people, Muslims may decide that uh, just now we could make some dua etc. And remember the ruling is clear, like once there's some princess died, then we are getting phone calls, Mufti Sahib is can we make Surah Yasir Khatam for that? How you can do all these things? Sometimes Muslims, as Muslims, you don't understand that who is a Muslim, who is a Kafir, and once you die on Kufr, then you cannot make dua for that person. 
I remember something when the Jawaharlal Nehru died in India, then uh, the, it was a big government uproar now that the Muslims must come and send their curry to read Quran. So now there was a big mashwara among the Muslims what to do. One side is from government high level now, come and read Quran. So the ulama decided, okay, send one kari. Send one kari and he recited those ayats that when the kafir dies, he goes into Jahannam. <laughs> They'll never call the Muslims again to read Quran. <laughs> so the Muslims have to be a little bit clever, understand what to do, when to do. And we become too apologetic. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, that who to give zakat to, the eight categories, the poor, the slaves who are to buy their freedom via utilization of zakat money, and then the destitute, fourthly those who are in debt, and the zakat collectors. Then sixthly, those who are in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's path. Seventh, those who are inclined towards Islam. And eighth, the travelers. Now all these eight categories, they, they require explanation, definition, who are they, are they still applicable, etc. Then uh, in Surah Tawbah, the following subjects are outlined. Number one, certain battles and related incidents have been mentioned. The treaties with the Mushrikeen have been mentioned. Thirdly, declaration of exoneration from all Kuffar and Mushrikeen. Fourthly, the prohibition of fighting during the days of Hajj. And fifthly, the restrictions of entry into haram for non-Muslims. Sixthly, the command for the Ahl Kitab to accept is Islam or pay the jizya. Jizya is a protection tax. That when Muslims take over an area, then they will ask the people there that uh, you pay as a protection tax. So the non-Muslims pay a tax, it's called jizya, then it becomes the responsibility of the Muslim government to protect them now. And historically speaking, there were Muslim governments, when they could not pr protect their uh, subordinates, they said, here's your jizya back, we can't protect you any longer. But not in this age, the government would steal everything. And then, the uh, reproaching those who are neglectful in participating in jihad. Number eight, specifying those who are the recipients of zakat. And uh, number nine, identifying the munafikin. Number ten, identifying the mu'minin. As far as zakat is concerned, that inshallah this uh, uh, Zohar, after Zohar on Sunday in uh, Hilal, I'll be answering questions on zakat and so Then we can go into a little bit detail, but as a rule, remember something, that give your relatives first. They are not to give outside, but give your relatives and your close ones first, and that will be more beneficial. The story is help of the angels at the time of Badr. Uh, in uh, Surah 9, what happened in Badr was the Muslims, uh, they took the, uh, they came a little bit late and now the Mushrikeen who had come from Bakka, they took the high ground and they took the ground where there was water. Now the Muslims were at a disadvantage as far as the location is concerned. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the rain. They said the rain, the, the way those mushriks were, it became soggy and soft 
and now they could not uh, move and they were sliding and slippery. Meanwhile the Muslims got the water and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the malaika for their, for their help. So Allah helped the Muslims, the mushrikeen were slipping, the, uh, the Muslims got courage and strength from the malaika. In verse 17, then وَمَا رَمَيْتَ is رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِلَّ اللَّهَ رَمَا now this ayat here that uh, is that uh, you did not throw when you threw it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who threw it refers to three times that once when Nabi Akram made hijrat that that story you know very famous that he threw pebbles onto those who were trying to assassinate him second time in Badr and third time in Hunayn, each uh, requires uh, ex- explanation. Ayat of importance is that in verse 53 when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you don't change your condition, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not change your conditions and Allah azza wa jal will not give you boons and favors. Verse 12 of Surah Toba, the uh, killing of the Aimma al-Kufr. That this ayat is used when Nabi Akram conquered uh, in the conquest of Makkah, then he gave amnesty to most of them. But the leaders of Kufr, the few leaders of Kufr, he told them, look for them, seek them, even if they're hiding under the cloth of the Kaaba, get them out and kill them. Because the Imams of Kufr, who are causing havoc and destruction and corruption and spreading evil, they must be done away with. Then in verse 40 about the Hijrah, and in the cave uh, with Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala, La tahzan illallah ma'ana. Then uh, when Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala who uh, became worried, there is an Arabic word here used, La tahzan. Contrary to La tahaf, they are both uh, meaning like fear. But La Tahzan means that Hazrat Abu Bakr is not afraid for himself, he's worried about Rasul Rasul's well-being. And La Tahaf means that you are afraid and that fear concerns yourself. And there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions clearly that the Sakina was descended upon both of them. Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and who was the second of the two in the cave and this is very clearly proving the highest status of Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala alhu. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Tawbah in the initial stages of the ayat about the peace treaty of Hudaybiyah. The Diniyat lesson for today is very simple. Salat al-Janazah all of us make. Salat al-Janazah all of us make. There are two farais in Salat al-Janazah. One is to stand. Second, uh, recitation of the four takbirs. These are two farais of Salat al-Janazah. وَأَخْرَدَعَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ What are you saying? You're getting very weak, man. Yeah. You're retired, right? Huh? Why, why, 